And welcome to another great episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And we are always honored that you give us time on your busy weekend to listen to us gals go on about some movie that you may or may not have seen. And we are really grateful for that, aren't we, Georgia? We sure are. We want you listeners to just rediscover these hidden gems and forgotten classics and all the reasons why they're worth uh, looking at again. And today's movie is one that I saw back in 1990 when it first came out and I just saw it the other day and it was like a whole new movie experience for me. Oh, really? Wow. So another 20th century. Yeah. Another 20th century movie. You know, we try to mix it up for you guys. And again, um, you know, we're trying to work on the audio issues we have. So again, um, there's a little de <clears throat> delay between the conversation between Georgia and myself. So please be patient with us. But we're going to try to keep the conversation moving. So Miss Georgia May, what is our movie for today? Pretty Woman yes. from 1990. That's right. <laughs> Starring. Yes, we've got Julia Roberts in her breakout role. This is the movie that catapulted her to superstardom. She became eventually the highest paid woman in Hollywood. And this movie is the one that where they capture lightning in a bottle. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, she is 21 or 22 years old oh, when okay. she made the movie. And Richard Gere is is 18 years older than she is, believe it or not. Oh, wow. So we have uh, Richard Gere from American Bigelow, an officer and a gentleman. We have the wonderful... Hector Elizondo, we have Laura Giacomo, and Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And guys, this is and also this is directed by Gary. I'm sorry. Say that again, Georgia. Uh, the director is Gary Marshall, and you'll know Gary Marshall uh, from the movies uh, Overboard, Runaway Bride, Princess Diaries. But he was also the brother of Penny Marshall and the creator of. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, and Mork and Mindy. So he does have comedy creds here. Oh, yeah. And you see uh, Marshall has a certain wheelhouse he likes to stay in. And, and kudos to him. And, and he's passed on. Um, I believe he's passed on. Right, Georgia? He has, yes. Yeah. Um, but So he has a certain uh, genre. And kudos to him because it brought him uh, success. A great success. Those happy days, Laverne and Shirley, Laverne and Shirley, one of my favorite all-time comedies. Um, so Georgia, this is also our inaugural episode in a series we want to keep going called Make Me Like It. So I've never so what that means, one of us has never has may have never seen this movie. So that would be me. So I finally stumped Georgia. She suggested a movie that I've never seen, and we'll get into that. And so when she suggested, I, you know, I rolled my eyes and I was like, there's a reason why I've never seen this movie. So, yeah, we're going to start a series and hope to add on to it called Make Me Like It. Why either 
Georgia hasn't seen something. I haven't seen something for reasons, you know, we we didn't, we probably avoided a movie or, 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 or probably not, don't have the best expectation. We don't have great expectations, if you will, for a said movie. So Georgia, get into Pretty Woman. What is pretty for those, the other nine people in the world, like myself, who've never, certainly in the West, who've never seen it. Let the audience know or refresh their memory. What is Pretty Woman actually about? Okay, I have the feeling that when I try to describe this movie, people will roll their eyes at me, but I'm going to try anyway. Okay, if you are <laughs> if you are a very cynical and skeptical person, you would Chat. say, oh, well, this Chat. is about a <laughs> movie with <laughs> a prostitute and a John who fall in love. <laughs> but, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and unpack it for you briefly here, okay? And so you have Julia Roberts playing a a woman who's very new to the oldest profession in the world, and she lives in this flop house with her best friend and fellow prostitute. I loved her. And uh, one day, a, a very wealthy he's work obsessed, and of course. This is Richard Gere. He is such a silver fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he plays a New York City corporate raider. He uh, hires uh, Julia Roberts as Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard hooker uh, to accompany him to social events while he's in L.A. So um, they experience a new level of intimacy. They fall in love. Uh, There's a lot going on here. There's money, power, pleasure, shame, intimacy, and love as as a redemptive power. So grab your popcorn and curl up because this to me is one of the ultimate feel-good fantasy movies. I love... Well... Hey, you and I saw two different movies because the movie you just described, I'd have totally been into that. <laughs> and so I try not to... <laughs> George is so funny. I try not to... You know, I try to go in fresh. Oh, I like to go in fresh. Like Frank Costanza, more Seinfeld references. I like to go in a movie fresh um, with that, without any prejudice. And I did... And but then I did kind of slip up because then I I found out now, Georgia. Did you find your research that what we got, the movie that we got, the final product was not the original script? And and Julia Roberts in a you know interview back then, uh, when the movie came out, said she was shocked. She said the only thing that stood the same in the script was her name was Vivian and his name was Edward. I was like, wow. So this is also a Disney joint. This Mickey Rat got his clutches on it. And you know everything has to be Disneyfied, not dignified, because we know Disney ain't about that life, right? Right about now, but Disneyfied. So Georgia, did you did you see uh, find that in your research what I'm talking about? Yes, you're exactly right, Moya. It was a much darker story, with her being a cocaine addict, and it didn't have a happy ending, and it didn't. Yeah, yes, it was very, very different, much darker. But just as you said, Moya, Disney, uh, Touchstone uh, Productions, uh, 
took this movie and they pretty much rewrote everything in it. So yes, it is nothing like the basic premise of what the story was. It was founded on. You're exactly right, Moya. Well, well, yeah. you as a nothing like the story. You as a fan of the movie, do do you appreciate the Disney touch? Well, I do, and and you know what's interesting about it is this was the very first R-rated movie that Disney made, and oh. uh, it eventually became yes, yes, and it eventually became um, I think their. Uh, in my notes, I think the highest, uh, the biggest money maker they had up to that point. But any movie that makes four hundred sixty-three million dollars, to mm -hmm. me, it warrants talking about. And uh, I, you know, it seems like just almost everybody on the planet had seen it. You know, just mm -hmm. about. So that was one of the other reasons why I thought it would be a good movie for us to review. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, as I was looking at it, I was like, okay, you know, cause this is, this is so like post cold Hollywood, um, uh, well, kind of, kind of in between that time because, you know, yeah, yeah, it would have been, it would have been a cold, I guess it would have been cold sort of kind of, um, but I was like, okay, had this come out in pre-code or post-code that time and had this been like a Joan Crawford or whoever was popular at that time because Barbara Stanwyck and she kind of played these kind of roles so it had it been one of my heroines from back had I had this been a movie from those times would I have liked this movie and I am torn because well see let me just be honest I'm not a Julia Roberts fan Richard Gere he's okay you know so but had it been one of my heroines I may have appreciated, you know, it was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm literally doing my hair right now, um, coloring my hair. So it's one of, it would have been one of those, put this movie on while some coloring my hair or folding clothes or whatever I'm doing and just turn your brain off type movie, you know? So I, I will give it that. Um, nah, but it, nah, Georgia, I'm sorry. It did not pass the make me like it smell test. I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I think your comment was very insightful about it being very similar to what a pre-code movie would have been like. It certainly, yes, it would have been very much like that. But to me, I thought the witty banter was very much like you would see with either um, Myrna Loy and William Powell yeah. or with Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, because yeah. I liked repartee the witty dialogue mm -hmm. that goes back and forth i think it's sharp and funny uh and i thought that had it going for it yeah oh i totally agree and with that. to me the characters seem seem very uh believable and original and you know they don't seem to be on paper like very amiable people i mean mm -hmm. he is a corporate raider mm -hmm. and she's a prostitute but Somehow they make them both seem very lovable and sympathetic. Right. And uh, I have to say that in the directing of this movie, that when you have Gary Marshall, he really has this instinct for trying to contrast the two characters. Mm -hmm. If you think of like a diamond, it's like a black velvet setting. Okay, this was what he did. Um, Gear started off with a much more active role in the movie, but the director told, took him off to the side and he says, no, 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 Richard, 
in this movie, one of you moves and one of you does not. Mm-hmm. Guess which one you are. Yeah. So, so Richard Gere does uh, a very underacted kind of a performance yes. to allow her to to sparkle and for her charm to come out. And so, this is what you're seeing here. He purposely does this to really have us focus and concentrate on this very exuberant mm-hmm. uh fun personality that she has that she tries to kind of like tamp down a little bit right. but it's there and it and it just out and it's just a lot of it is her physicality because she does have you know this very radiant yeah kind of persona and smile and her her mannerisms and so it you're not really thinking that you're dealing with a hooker that much. Does she do hooker things? Oh, yeah, she does. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, this is why it was Disney's highest rated, you know, I mean, highest grossing R-rated movie. Yes, it was. To this day, it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, that's how it got the R rating. There are, you know, there's some sex that's hinted at. But believe it or not, there's no nudity in the movie. There really isn't. Um, So, me... I just thought this movie makes me feel so good. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much about it. You've got um, this classic Cinderella story, which has gone back, you know, for hundreds of years. Right. You've got like the makeover. You've got the shopping spree. You've got the handsome, wealthy man. You've got all that. It reminds me a little bit of Fifty Shades of Grey, a little bit of that. Okay. Which is, I think, why women were really like that movie. I mean, yes, this is classic. I've never seen it uh, either, and I don't want to see it. I'm so, so, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have seen it. True Confessions. seen all three. But, you know, it's like the, it makes me think of that Sinatra song, The Lady is a Tramp, you uh-huh. know, but um, I just feel that this movie, okay, no, it does not. It, it, there's, there's a, there, it does have flaws. We don't want to romanticize prostitution. We mm-hmm. don't want to do that. Um, I, I just think that this is like a, a modern day update to Pygmalion and My right. Fair Lady in some yeah, ways. That's exactly what it is. If you look at it that way. That's, that's what uh, it is. Uh, I think that this movie has a very contagious spirit of fun in it. And I I like the way Richard Gere is astonishingly subdued, but Mm -hmm. astonishingly effective in his role. I love the costumes, the fashions by Marilyn Vance. Those dresses are absolutely iconic. Yes. The style. Oh, my gosh. They're timeless. Well, it's old Hollywood. I love what she's wearing. This is old Hollywood. And like you said, it's my fair lady for the nineties, and those those clothes were iconic. So that's that's exactly what it is. There's also a song that I really love in this movie. It's called "Fallen" by Lauren Wood, and it's just such a captivating romantic song. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, this had a great soundtrack. And, um, cause one of my I, songs, I love oh, rock God. sets. Oh, it must have been love. I've always loved that song. The King of Wishful Thinking. This was a really good soundtrack. Oh, very definitely. Um, <clears throat> so, um, I have to say that 
this movie to me, uh, oh yeah, there's also an opera thing in yeah. here, which I, which I didn't catch the first time. La Traviata. Mm-hmm. The reason they chose that is because it is about a prostitute who falls in love with a wealthy man. I thought, oh my gosh, I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, I, until the I writers, saw it the second time, then I realized it. The writers really stretched the audience <laughs> intelligence with this one. <laughs> It really, it really, it was so creative. It blew the audience's mind, didn't it? Yeah. Well, they know most of the audience don't have a damn clue. That's the first time most of the audience been in the opera themselves. So, all right. <laughs> um, well, so when he's watching her watch the opera, you know, he's a goner. You know, he is. You're just seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, but as far Moya, I mean, I thought there was actually more to learn from this movie than what would be at the outset. And so I was was just scribbling notes as I was watching the movie. But one of the things that we women, I think is true, at least it's true about me. I think we women cannot have too much romance in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that this movie, just like a lot of uh, comedies and chick flicks, this feeds that desire in us. We, as she says in the movie, I want the fairy tale. We, we women you want whore, that because you're a whore. Um, and then there's a. a lo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Only in a damn movie. <laughs> but you know. Yeah. Yes. Um. You know, Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady said, she said the difference between a flower girl and a lady is not how she behaves, but how she is treated. And in Vivian's own words, she said, people put you down enough, you start to believe it. So this is about how you treat people. And, And I think another lesson in this is, you know, don't judge people by how much they have or look and, and to look beyond a person's appearance because a real lady has nothing to do with money. True. And so those are the things why I this <laughs> and I can understand why other people would like me hold their nose and go, oh no. <laughs> and guys, Georgia is in full <laughs> romance mode. She has a shirt on. With a whole bunch of hearts ascending and descending. I mean, she is the love goddess right now. So I'm just warning you. And you ain't gonna rub off on me with that Disney fairy tale BS. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, I love you so much. I'm not gonna crap on your movie. I'm not gonna do it. I don't, even though we said when we started the series, make me like it, where we we were gonna just be honest, but I'm a I'm a I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you a pass because you love this movie. I know you love this movie. It's just like I said, I, and so Georgia, look to be fair, I tried to go back into my, I think I'd have been sixteen when this when this came out. Try to go back to my sixteen year old mind and say, okay, what I have looked at this and enjoyed it. Well, my sixteen year old mind was somewhere so like not in Pretty Woman, more like this one. I knew the movie existed, but I just wouldn't have watched it. So like if somebody would have kidnapped me and made me watch it as some kind of torture, 
uh, you know, type of deal. <sighs> and like they said, if you you gotta say you like it or we're gonna kill your family. Okay, all right, I, yeah, now, nah, bro, I love it, you know. But other than that, man, I'm like, so look, let me just all kidding aside. It was wonderfully produced. I agree with you. Um, I love the soundtrack. So the characters I really dug was the chauffeur, the chauffeur, the friend, and the elevator guy. Everybody else could have died in an LA earthquake, and I'd have been perfectly okay with that. Um, I don't. It's just, it's just too silly. It's just. Uh, I'm sorry, George. I just can't. You know, I just can't do it. I just can't. <laughs> okay. But, but now let me just say this. And I love what you said. You know, I guess I'm just the romanticizing of prostitution. And we've seen this, like I said, back in the pre-code and code and post-code. You know, we've seen this before. You know, I really don't like that, but I get it. It's Hollywood. I get it. But I think the ramifications, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of papers and talks about pretty woman. You know, let me ask you this. Do you think... Movies like Pretty Woman uh, has... And shout out to Roy Orbison. I'm a, I'm a fan. I love Roy Orbison. So good for him. Good for the music people. Natalie Cole, What Wild, Wild Women Do. I hadn't heard that song in a million years. She's on a soundtrack. Um, do you think Pretty Woman had any kind of societal effect in those type of movies where women look for perhaps hope for a man to get a pretty woman experience do you do you think it had an effect on women like that or is just a movie i would have to say probably not i think it was just like a fan a female fantasy i don't mm -hmm. think and and for men too because she would have been the best girlfriend ever wink wink but um <laughs> No, I don't think it goes beyond that. It's just something fun to like indulge, you know, like what the possibilities. It makes you think of it was just realistic enough, just barely to where you think, oh, this could happen. But I I don't think so. I don't want our young girls to grow up thinking that this is what you should aim for in life. Mm -hmm. Not really, because you have to be the right person in order for you to attract the right person mm -hmm. so um yeah this was this movie was different because they both through their love they both changed and all that don't look for that to happen i don't you shouldn't expect to change people Suppose um, but i do have to really say that this no go ahead go ahead moya no no go ahead go ahead there was one character in this movie hector elizondo who really really resonated with me because at the very beginning, um, he it feels somewhat, you know, he's the hotel manager. Mm -hmm. He feels like some reproach. And then you see it turn to pity and then acceptance and then admiration. And finally, a very warm respect for her. It's a very touching kind of a relationship. And so there's one scene where she offers to shake his hand when she's telling him goodbye, but he... He takes her hand and then he kisses her hand. And to, that was so touching to me. Oh the way he gosh. kind of, he, almost like a fairy godmother. But, terrible. But I just thought, it was, I know that is so, that is so, it sounds so corny and cliched, but I 
but for some reason that was just so touching to me, this elegant man. And he teaches her these things, you know, because, you know, she's from a small town in the South and Mm -hmm. she's not very well educated. And so he kind of gives her a little bit of instruction because she's going to be appearing before these people who have wealth and in certain circumstances, you know, high paying, very expensive restaurants and all kinds of things like that. So he's helping her out. But, but to be perfectly honest, do I think that any of this had that much influence in teaching our young girls a lesson about how they should model themselves and how they should act? I can't say that it should. And Mm -hmm. I, I hope that it did not because I don't think this is really necessarily good influence. No, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to go as far as to say it encourage chicks to be prostitutes and dudes to be tricks or whatever thing, like anything like that. Um, so anybody born then there were 32, 33 now, and you see now, you know, you have the red pill where men in the MGTOW, men going their own way. Well, 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 the decline of marriage you know, well, marriage is on the decline. Um, and so social media, you know, and, you know, you have all this, 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 uh, hit it and quit it. These, um, you know, you always had one night stands, but now it's on steroids with the dating apps and all this kind of stuff. So the lack of committed relationships, um, is on the decline. And now, so you would have these, these, these girls who were born in the 90s, they're in their 30s. And a lot of these chicks have participated in this hit it and quit it kind of one night stand and using these dating apps and just uh wasting their youth, their twenties when they could have been having substantial relationships, getting married, um, they hit the wall, what they call the wall, men and that, you know, you, you know, it's a youth driven society, men are attracted to youth and it is what it is. Um, it's like women are attracted to uh power and wealth and stability. It, you know, it is what it is. And so nothing I don't think is there's anything inherently wrong with that, in my opinion, um, within reason. But a lot of these women now, since they've hit the proverbial wall, they're expecting these women of these men to kind of do a pull up like, you know, no, they ain't on a corner or whatever like that. But, you know, uh, pull up and save them and cape cape for them, you know, the slang cape for them, like Richard Gere, like some dude is going to, and you know, Lord, if you have kids and you've been divorced and you may be somewhat jaded or bitter, unfortunately, a lot of these women, um, because I look at a lot of, you know, content on YouTube and, and um, there's articles about this, you, you, you blew it in your 20s and stuff, early 20s, when you could have been, you know, putting that foundation, so now you maybe make hoping for a pretty woman experience and I and I'm not you know trying to paint like everybody's doing this but and they may have not seen pretty woman but I think in the west especially in America you're starting to see women who wasted their youth hoping for someone to save them quote unquote a man and have like a Richard Gere experience and maybe if they were in their 20s and childless and it was their first day on the corner, you know. It could happen. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm with you. Don't expect it. But I'm just saying, I there is a certain segment of the female population who've hit the wall and they're, they're in that, 
at that age range in these thirties, these uh, early to mid thirties, where the wall, the wall, she's a coming, and they're expecting somebody to save them, and and it's it's not gonna happen. And I'm not saying everybody, but there's a certain segment. So I think that's where I was going with that, Georgia. Do you see that? Um, and uh, you know, I it's it's tough, girls. How do you say these streets is tough, and they ain't get they getting tougher. That's all I got to say. But George, I'm gonna give you the last word. Um, like I said, no, I did not like it. I thought it was ridiculous. I get the Hollywood, I get the romance of it, the fantasy of it. I get it. And just real quick, shout out to TCM talking about Hollywood. They just recently had their festival. So my girl Angie Dickinson, police woman. That was, and you know, maybe we'll talk about that later. Just suppose police woman. How some people would have come, made that that would have been a fantasy back then, but how that influenced women to go in law enforcement, realistically or unrealistically. But I, but I think she was more of a obviously a role model um, for women, a realistic role model, and for all different reasons. You know, I don't have time for that. But Georgia, so shout out to that. Shout out to all of our followers on Facebook. Yes, we're on uh, How Betty Davis Saved My Life. We're on Facebook. Shout out to Cinema Cafe, Silver Screen Oasis, Steve Hayes, uh, Myrna Loy, and William Powell, and all our, I'm, I'm leaving them out. I'm, I know I am. Thank you all for y'all support. Black, Black Cinema and Film Noir, we love you guys. Betty Davis fan page, Joan Crawford, our way of loving. Shout out to you guys. All right, Georgia, you do have the last word. Go on, my dear. Oh, thank you. And, well, Moria, I have to agree. Yeah, you can't expect a man to rescue you, and uh, you have to rescue yourself. That's the truth about that. I couldn't agree with you more, Moya. Um, I do want to say that for all of you who might be Barry Humphreys fans, this is a sad day. He's the one who played the character Dame Edna Everidge with all these witty commentaries <laughs> he would make. You know, he yes, he dressed up in drag, but he was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, sad day with his passing today. And oh, uh, I just want to tell you, thank you, all of you for... Oh, go ahead, no, Moya. Go I'm ahead. so sorry. No. no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who've been following How Betty Davis Saved My Life, that you've been following us faithfully. We promise to bring you a lot more fun in cinema history. We've got some great movies that are going to be coming your way. And before I forget, our next movie... <laughs> I hope it's not to make me like it, but our next movie is another huge blockbuster. Uh, it's Dirty Dancing, oh, and with the wonderful Patrick Swayze, well, Patrick and also co-starring Jennifer Grey. Yeah, I have not seen it, guys. So this this may be a, a second installment of Make Me Like It. Um, but I am a huge Patrick. That was, oh, RIP. That guy was so fine and sexy, so good looking. Oh, just gorgeous. It, 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 look, I love all men just real quick. Men are just so sexy and delicious, especially a manly man who's confident in himself. And so, but there are some guys like, oh, like in real life when I've dated him. Heck yeah. Patrick Squ Swayze. Oh. I was a kid, you know, when he came out, but oh my gosh, he just, oh, he was so R.I.P. Patrick Swayze, we love you. All right, guys, well, don't don't forget to check us out on our social media, How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Check out our videos on our YouTube page of the same name, Pretty Woman. 
you can catch it uh streaming on Amazon Prime, I think Voodoo and uh YouTube has some clips or whatever. But y'all have all seen it. Like I said, I'm the last person on earth who's never seen it. So but uh it's it is definitely a love letter to the romantics, like my beautiful partner here. What's your name, ma'am? Georgia. And I'm Moya, and we will see you next time with Dirty, Dirty, Dirty Dancing, baby. Let's get it on. You guys take care. We'll see you next time. For How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. Take us on out. Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, Hollywood.